Suit, we're gonna we're gonna borrow <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just bathing suit bottoms yeah, <laughs> i think I that's even, like actually that's like the winner winner chicken dinner bathing i got some bottoms. bathing suit bottoms they followed me home like that's the name of my new show <laughs> only on e-entertainment i can get duck pad thai but that seems inappropriate so i'm gonna get shrimp because i think that's what it's supposed to come I always do chicken, but technically it's made with a shrimp sauce. I don't know how many people know that, but that's a fact. Um, so it's almost impossible to actually get vegan pad thai, like that's truly vegan, unless the place is going out of huh. their way to make a separate sauce minus the shrimp shells huh. they're supposed to kind of cook. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Pad thai noodles, shrimp. What? A, um, yeah, I guess that's all I want. It should be here. Press the button. Staring in the phone with my eyes. Prove it to me. I never thought that would be real. I always thought like retinal. Well, it's not retinal, but it is scanning our face with exact measurements, basically using our face as a retina. Um, that's really crazy. Okay. So, um, <coughs> let's uh, let's perform a podcast. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <coughs> okay.
let's see. How do we do? We usually start this. Oh, we have to say a number. Oh yeah, this is episode eighty-one of the podcast Reality Issues. Uh, hello, I am uh, Brian with uh, only about eighty percent energy levels. <laughs> I'm trying to drink some caffeine and pick that up. This is Kathy. Hello, I'm doing, Kathy. I'm doing pretty okay. I've had half a. I've had mostly a cup of coffee at this point. Um, okay. I got a good night's rest. Um, it is currently 35 degrees outside. Um, mm. We had, it was four, four, that's right, one, two, three, four yes. degrees outside when <laughs> Tyler went to walk the dog before he left for work. So, that's crazy. I, however, was cozy inside a blanket. So, um, yeah, we are having some pretty cool uh, weather extremes here, which I will be talking about soon. But we'll save that for the podcast, Brian. It's cold. Um, it's cold here too, actually, as it turns out. Um, oh, is nowhere... it a balmy seventy? Yeah, I think it might be going down to sixty uh, something, <laughs> even. Yeah. Oh gosh, are you going to have to put on a long sleeved uh, overlayer that T-shirt? Oh, excuse of yours? me. It's it's seventy seven, but it really does feel quite uh, cool Oof. outside. I know. No, but if there's like a slight ocean breeze, there that'll, is. you know, that wind chill will get you down at, in Florida. At, so, you know, maybe what you need is a, like a single layer windbreaker. Yes, like a classic 90s style. Like yeah, in, no, uh, I have Eastern a couple European of them. gang, yeah. Yeah, like, or, <laughs> or like the coach of a little league softball team. Yeah, exactly. To this day, they probably still wear those. It's, you have to identify yourself as a little league softball. Or a little league well, coach. luckily they you can get them embroidered at the shop. Oh. You know they will say, "My baseball team, little sluggers, little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the tiny nuggets, the <laughs> the the extra large, whatever they're." Some I want to of... be the white bobby socks. <laughs> I want to be uh, the. Uh... Well, I guess. Uh... Maybe it would just be the, I guess uh, they would still be the Dodgers because they were the trolley Dodgers, right? So uh, Yeah, all the Dodgers, um, some teams do that where their minor league teams are just the name of the team that they're like, yeah. for, which is kind of uncreative and unfun, but you know, whatever. Yeah. There's definitely like three different Braves teams in the minor leagues. Um, and there's definitely, yeah, Dodgers. It's like all of them. <laughs> Yeah, the little league for the Braves is like they're trying really hard to muster up the courage. Yeah, they're yeah, that's all they are in quotes. It all fits. It fits across the front of their entire uniform, like in a nice arc shape. Yeah. Hmm. Here, let me see if I can play the music into the podcast. Let's yeah, yeah, I think you can, Let's at least allegedly. Let's do it. I have it plugged Oof. in. Technically, it's plugged into the computer, and that means that you can hear what I'm typing. But let me see if I have to... Um, let me just share my screen here so you can hear it, too. This is a deconstructed episode of the podcast. Yeah, you guys are kind of... We're, we're a little behind the scenes here, because we didn't... We haven't really talked anything out yet. Kathy's looking at me typing YouTube.com to open up an intro song. <laughs> That's where you go to find music. It one goes to YouTube.com. If you want licensed music at home, go to YouTube.com. I myself like to go to music.net. <laughs> Let me type in um, 
I don't even know. If they, like once upon a time, Brian, that that joke was like real. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what even happens? <laughs> Music.net. Welcome to the future oh. of music. Oh my god. That no, is... it's not. That means no. it's incorrect. Uh, this website had to be. Oh no! Wait, hold on. It mentions the blockchain era. Starting in but 2021. starts with the acoustic era of 1877. <laughs> Wax cylinders to vinyl disc. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that, like, music predates the acoustic era. Yeah. Like, there might have been, like, maybe maybe we can say pre-recorded music or prehistorically recorded. I don't know. You know, anything else feels like a Western construct. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining a, uh, a king's court with... Uh... One of those tiny pianos, or um, like a lute. It says that there are gas feats. It's like, like oh. right, the, it's, it right there. It says VIP NFT, the new music medium, and then in asterisks below that, it says <laughs> low gas fees. <laughs> Ga like I have to like pump gas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gas. This is very so, blockchain of so, you. Yes, this is very fun in the in the world of. Let me move this microphone closer to my face. In the you world know, of Brian, the blockchain, there was a time when you and I could go in online and type one two three four one two three four one two three four dot net, and we would have found something really really cool. I think we can. Like it would have been mind blowing. It would have been like, have you ever been to Ian's shoelaces site? No. Okay. Uh, God willing, it is still something that exists. Go ahead and go into your browser of choice, uh -huh. your search engine of choice, because uh -huh. I will no longer be referring to them by their proper noun names. <laughs> okay. Unless I'm being sponsored. So that's how yes. you will know, dear listeners, that we are uh, have truly sold out, because uh, we always mention when we want to get paid. Yes. Uh, E-Entertainment we are listening i think gpt you. could sponsor us at this point we have to have been the one of the podcasts the most creatively used gpt um i was telling one of my so one of my coworkers just started experimenting with chat gpt and i was <laughs> like and they walked up to me like have you heard of this i'm like old news right <laughs> I'm like, it's already broken and dead. What do you want from me? Yeah, like, we... <laughs> so they were like, well, what kind of stuff were you doing? And the only thing I could remember was Frankenstein volunteering at Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at me like, makes sense. You would look that. <laughs> We've done. Or wait, uh, see if it will. Is this our? Is this us? Yeah, hold on. Type it in. yeah, no, it's like it's literally the cover image. Hold on, let me open up SoundCloud. It's literally yeah, the like one of, it's like down like here. One yeah, of one recently. of them. Yeah, he's got like a like an eye beam over his shoulder or something. Like, yeah, he's, he's... <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's, he's, he really wants Jimmy to make it to a hundred. That's all he knows. I um. Like okay, so yeah, yeah. Ian shoe Ian's <laughs> Ian's shoe laces site. Okay, so this is there we go. Oh God, help us! Is is it still there? Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, so Brian. Yes. Can you please narrate uh, your impressions since this is your first time here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me say. <laughs> Let me start up here. Where would we start with the top text? Okay. 
So I just want to, I'll give a brief description just of the visuals. I have to move the zoom bar too. I'm going to give a brief description of the visuals of this website here quickly. Um, we're looking at um, like someone typed in text on Photoshop and then like when they went to the effects for the font, they clicked all of the boxes <laughs> and it's in a nice sort of shoelace, we'll call it a shoelace style font. Um, Ian's shoelace site. <laughs> And, and this is on top of uh, shoelaces in every color of the rainbow, essentially. Like, we're, we're presented with the real era-appropriate uh, visuals here. Let's go down a little bit. There's a tip jar with um, some international-looking coins in it. Uh, there's lots of ads here on the right for... Um, I'm going to go down. There's an ad for classic lace. Sneaker customizing laces the ultimate sneaker accessory they're available at ulace.com uh, we have iron lace um hey um, and, and if you use, use the code, code prof shoelace it doesn't for free shipping oh free shipping excuse me we got uh big laces down the side like big laces and kind of a let's call it a uh, graffiti font over 1000 styles and colors so we're dealing with like if you didn't know about sneaker heads before these are these are lace heads. They're in, they're like way into this laces. This is where sneaker heads and lace heads combine. Okay, let's go to uh, fun because fashion. Because you can't have the lace without the shoe. Hence the shoe lace. That's true. You have to see. You ha you have to be like you're going to a new level. Yeah. I know that seems tautological, but <laughs> it is. We're gonna get into the, like the real religious aspects of shoes and shoelaces and and what where they separate and begin. Fun, fashion, and science in the internet's number one website about shoelaces and home of the Ian Knot, the world's fastest shoelace knot. If you want to lace shoes, tie shoes, or learn about shoelaces, this is the place. That's right, Brian. This is the place. I like that through all this, normally when I can see your face and your facial reactions right now because I'm looking at a full screen website, I can't, so. Uh, let's see. Lacing Shoes contains over 100 step-by-step -step shoelacing tutorials, over 2,500 shoelacing photos, plus the interactive Create-A-Lace for designing your own lacing. I do really love that you instantly went into, like, infomercial, um, <laughs> Sunday, slash, Sunday, Sunday. Like, yeah, like... Lace these motherfucking shoes. Lace a sword. Coming to you. <laughs> Tying Shoes Lace contains... Races. Contains 25 shoelace knots, including my world's fastest Ian knot. Oh, yes, we have to Did see. Did you place in the lace race? Um, I may if I learn the shoelace knot that uh, Ian wants me to learn. The granny knot. Where's Yeah, but he's hiding. Where's the good stuff, though? Oh, oh my God. There's, there's, there's visitor feedback as recently as October 2023. I just wanted to let you know that I have been using the Ian Knot. I imagine that all his uh, fans are also sound just like him. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that I have been using the Ian Knot for about seven years. Since using the Ian Knot, my sneaker laces always look neat and sleek. I love how simple the knot is. I've even taken to tying package bows with the Ian Knot. I always get lots of compliments and point the giver to your site. Thanks a million. Oh, well, I could have read that in Christelle's. Let's say Christelle also sounds like Ian. There's sneaker heads and, and thread heads or whatever we're calling these people. <laughs> Crystal S, Arizona. 
Or Christelle, maybe. I saw your post about your site on Hacker News. <laughs> Got some September crossover. 2023, mind you. Yeah, this is like just a couple months ago. Uh, also, yeah, I love that someone's uh, also still using Hacker News. Um, and it re- reminded me of when I used to get better at tying mine in my kids' laces. Still use your methods to this day. Okay, can I read this next one? Oh, wait, yes, please. So, in September 2023, a gentleman writes in to Ian's Shuley site. And I, I feel like I have imagined this human being before. I imagine that this human being sat down at his computer once upon... Because this is how I, once upon a time, stumbled onto this website. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon it just like I think I was like Googling just dumb shit or just clicking around or following web blogs. And I don't know, right? How does this, whatever, right? I imagine that this person sat down at their computer and Googled their own name. Yes. And so they start off their post, their comment saying, as a fellow, go back, as a fellow Ian myself. I've always had a fond spot for your website and take every chance to teach people how to tie shoelaces faster and better. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it going for what must be 25 plus years. ENF, September 2023. <sighs> Actually kind of raises a great question. How long has the site been up here? Because I, I think I first saw this. I was out of college. Um mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this to you, but when I was an undergraduate, um, uh, I I went on a computer hiatus. Oh, yes. I do recall this. And uh, I only used a computer type of papers uh, during my freshman year, and then I got rid of that, too. Um, and then I wrote all my papers obnoxiously, either by longhand or typewriter. Wow. Um, or I'd go down to, like, the school's computer lab. But, like... If it was like a long paper, but if it was like a one-page paper, I'm like, I'm banging this out, bam, bam, bam. Like, um, I'm sure it pissed off my dorm mates. I'm sorry. I fe- I apologize for that now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't uh, copy paste this. Can't OCR no. this. <laughs> yeah. So it must. I I must have found that website sometime after that. So it would have been post 2003, let's say. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing That's here. That's 21 years ago, and here the people are saying that they've been using it for 7 years, 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. A decade, right? Like, over the years, I've referenced the site for all my not needs, right? It says Nevhan R. Which, you know, leads me to think that maybe perhaps there are not only shoelace enthusiasts here, but not aficionados of all kinds. For indeed, if you go to the... Uh, uh, if you you, I'm sorry, you just saw light. what I clicked on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this, that's this, me. This that's a I'm picture. That's what I looked like at five years old, Kathy. No, it's... <laughs> okay. Well, it's because I don't know how to do it either. I just want to read this one quickly here. As a fellow yeah. Ian, I've always had a fond spot for your website and take every chance to teach people how to tie shoelaces faster and better. I just read that one. Oh, you stoner. did? I am such a stoner. <laughs> I uh, 
I admit my brain is failing me over and over again. And my dog okay. is barking. That's okay. You're excited about bad time. I am. Let me ask you about this. Um, yes. If you're going to teach a child to learn the E and not. Mm. Mm. Would you sit comfortably and practice it with a shoe on a table? Oh my God, yeah, actually. Um, I would orient the shoe. Um, I would give them a shoe and I would have a shoe. And I would have like the same kind of shoe. I would try to make like both of us would have right shoes or both of us would have left shoes. Um, and then uh, I would sit next to the child, probably side by side, because mirroring and flipping is really hard. It's still like juggling too many things in the brain. So from like a teacher's perspective, yeah, I would do exactly that. I would sit with the child uh, with the shoe, both of us a right-handed shoe, let's say, on the table. And then I would monkey see, monkey do. Okay. And maybe even have pictures, like not just monkey see, monkey do, but like pictures of the entire process laid out in front of us. Because uh, words, like uh, adults use adult words, and we think we're trying to communicate with a child, and we believe that they understand the word we're using. So what we actually have to do is not not use words as much i think what we need to use are pictures especially for things like this where it is like over under um and you should be saying the words as well right but like uh uh it's it's the fine motor coordination shit too uh that's happening here um yeah make no. songs out of it i'm looking at um just this diagram here as well and thinking like that's <laughs> like uh, when they were teaching us knots in uh, Scouts, even we had, yeah, like colored diagrams like that and stuff. So let's see. And that's stuff you don't forget, usually. No, I mean, and then of course, at some point, it becomes automatic, and then you don't actually have to say the stupid little sing songy thing you came up with over, under, in, and out. That's what shoot tying's all about. So let's know? get to Whatever. the. Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the part where we learn the Ian knot. Oh, uh, go back to the homepage. It was on the homepage, I thought. Oh, okay. Are we on the homepage? Yeah, this yeah, is the homepage. Yeah, right at the very top. Is the Ian knot there in, as a link? Yeah. Wait. Whoa. Okay. Yep, you're seeing them. See, you see what I mean? You're seeing this person perform a knot, and even as you're seeing them tie it, something is happening in the wiring of your brain where you're like, wait, how? Wait, what do my fingers do? But it's just practice. Oh, I see what we're doing here. We're actually starting with a kind of a pulled. We're starting with. Yeah. You're okay. already starting with a half. Uh, a yeah, half this, turn or yeah, whatever it would be. See, see, there's like lingo and jargon. So even now, you and I trying to describe what we're seeing on the screen, as you and I are seeing it at the same time, and our listeners are listening to us figure it out, right? I'm like, a half turn. Do they understand what I just meant? You just did, because you're seeing the same thing, so we just developed a vocabulary. Like, like little monkeys fucking pushing rocks together. 
Yes, that, that's we just shared meaning in the world. Formed a new community of uh, people trying to figure out how to make a fast knot. I do see now do how it works. I do. Mm-hmm. I need a pair of shoes to really get it down, which I'm not. Yes. <laughs> I'll spare the audience not doing that right now, but. Do you see how they also show the diagrams in a variety of ways? They show the knot by itself, then they show the knot in situ as if it's on a shoe and hands are holding it. Yeah, the hand, seeing the hands holding it actually makes it make more sense. Right, so um, that's how I think you should teach a knot to a child. A- any adult to, a ch- to any child, right? Like. Yeah, this is a... This is actually an interesting lesson in learning and teaching. Talking and learning is hard, Brian. It's hard. And coming up it's with new ways difficult. to do it. Like, how do you explain a knot specifically? Like, that's a. Like, how do you, I mean, how do you explain How would GPT any... explain? I want to see. Ooh, that's a great question. Great question. Let's see. If I said, tell me how to tie a knot, like, what is it? Give me, yeah, give me written instructions on how to tie my shoes. Yeah. Yeah, here. Let me, uh... Let's see what the, let's see what the AI has to say about this. No, here. A classic... So this one everyone knows. A classic shoe... No, how... How to tie, tie how to tie shoe. your shoelaces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rude. It's, okay. It's a, uh, that's not very nice to me. Okay, well, while you prep that, I'm going to show you, uh, what's it called? A relevant thing. Here we go. Yes. You you take it. So, uh, first of all, Happy New Year. We didn't record last week, but we recorded the week before when you were here. Is that right? Yes. Time let's is let's call week. this where the podcast is actually starting now that we've <laughs> spent all this time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, anyway, so in the, in this little hiatus, this little holiday break, uh, I I I was trying to think of what my New Year's resolution would be, and uh, I haven't quite settled on it. I realized that we are about halfway into the first month. Yeah, That's okay. I'll work on procrastinating later. That'll be next year's New Year's <laughs> resolution. There you go. I like that. <laughs> okay, so... Um, one was to be more mindful. Um, and so uh, I have uh, been trying really hard to stay off social media. And I was trying, I'm trying really hard to replace the urge to go on social media with something else. And so the something mm. else I have settled on is embroidery. Okay. Cross-stitching. All right. Um, it is a physical task with the hands. keeps it occupied, almost like smoking. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's very detail-oriented, so you have to focus. Um, and so I 
I, I, I made a mistake, Brian, in searching for materials to start this cross-stitch project, which I will share here momentarily. I'm just going to put all of those details off to the side. I made a tremendous mistake, though. I went on Reddit looking for information on cross-stitch, because there's a very healthy cross-stitch mm. community there. <clears throat> of course there is. Yeah, of course. So, however, there are very many unhealthy other communities on such a location, thereby undermining the very purpose of why I was trying to take up cross-stitch in the first place, which was to get me off of social media. Yes. Anyway, so... I ha didn't go on Twitter again until this morning. Okay. And one of the first things that I saw uh, was this. Uh, it was uh, this... Uh, person linking to this article about how Amazon's price listings are glitching out because AI drop shippers are trying to say I'm trying to sell a fake IKEA cabinet. Yeah. And then the AI is catching on now and so what it actually puts into the title headline Holy is quote shit. I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request as it goes against open AI use policy. My purpose is to provide helpful and respectful information to users <laughs> in the color brown. <laughs> like, then it's like, okay, so when you go to this website, uh, it, it kind of collects kind of some more examples oh God, of, yes, of this. And uh, other people, of course, uh, who are online, went online upon reading this article clearly and also started looking and oh saw God, that it everywhere. applied to a variety of things. Like, not just this cabinet, but, like, these lawn chairs and this garden hose and what appears to be a lawnmower. And this is crazy. Beach chairs, furniture, whatever, right? So... It's so many uh, items. I can tell this would it must just be like mass polluting like search results, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> nice hose. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so So this is this this is where I come to. I know that we're about to see the AI teach us how to tie our shoes, but this is where I wanted to bring you to one of these unhealthy uh places which is what inspired the cross stitch actually so i kind of thank it um it is um i uh i'm trying not to again i'm trying to stay away from it i'm trying to stay only in the uh like uh cross stitching sewing crafting subreddits where everybody is only talking about like what thread they're gonna buy oh yeah okay but, of course, the homepage shows you all kinds of things that get popular no matter what. And um, there's a subreddit on there called the Collapse of Civilization, which is not good for anybody's mental health. Let me just tell you that. Okay. And the reason is because it's entirely doom and gloom. And the themes of it are things like uh, the percentage of the Earth's coral reefs that have been lost since the 1950s. Or, um, let's see, uh, the extreme ocean temperatures that we're experiencing this year along with graphs and anecdotes um all, i mean i guess all kinds of stuff and then like people clearly with depression come in and you know kind of 
take this on and it kind of like becomes this again like echo chamber type of situation not to say that the information isn't important right it's just like the tone of it seems very mm. <coughs> no this is actually very reality issues yeah no it's very that, that's that's why i wanted to bring it up to to you and i in particular <coughs> um i'm just kind of like reading the things you're scrolling mm -hmm. over here Mm-hmm. So I wanted to uh uh kinda say like it so like in this like last this last like week that I've been like uh uh trying to trying to come to terms with the stark reality that society is collapsing yes. our society at least anyway even even if i'm gonna go ahead and pretend that like every other country is doing okay and isn't dysfunctional even if i'm gonna go ahead and pretend that that's true um i think it's pretty clear at least that the american empire is absolutely collapsing Yes, um, it's and it's in like imploding on it. It's in the process of it, um, and it, it's already been happening. Yes, and um, part of it is because recently I was telling um, an elder, a, an elder in political struggle, and they 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 kind of we were talking because they take my opinion seriously, and they were kind of hand wringing. It was like, what do we do? Yeah, and I said, what do we do? I was like, the first election you all gave us was Bush, Gore. I'm like, I haven't given a shit about the fucking Democratic Party since. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, that was kind of like when I became, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> semi-aware of, like, what was going on in the world. It all, I, Although I didn't really understand, like, what the hell was happening exactly, you know, for a teen. I had, like, some yeah, picture that, like, something was amiss, you know? Yeah. So... So we're looking at um, global temperatures and ocean level temperatures and areas that were cooler than average and warmer than average and cooler than average doesn't seem to exist anymore. Um, so this particular... Um, I wanted to show you this one. Because this one, Brian, worried me in terms of thinking about you, my friend. And and then, of course, in, in, in terms of, like, you, me, and everyone else in the world. So this is a graph of the global sea surface temperature. The mean, right? So temperatures all over the world are measured. Take the average. Bam. And that's plotted on a graph that's done every single year climate scientists do this and you can see that that line where it says zero that is the like like the i guess like the baseline of everything from 1982 to 2011 you take everything from 82 to 2011 and average all of that you hit that zero mark as a baseline okay. so i'm explaining that to you because it's weird math shit okay okay so what that's saying is, so here, here's here's another crazy concept, Brian. Okay, 
is the very concept of below and above average. <laughs> okay, so average literally means right in the middle. Right? So half of everyone is below average. Yes. Right? Okay, so. True. And then half of everyone else is above average. <laughs> right. Sorry, half. Sorry, bottom half. <laughs> if we're going to describe things by averages. Okay, so. Yes. We see then on this graph from 1982, right, all the way through 2024. And we see that if we're taking the average only from 82 to 2011, okay, so we, we're giving ourselves, we're saying that for whatever reason, 2011 is like a cutoff year. We see below average, we see above average, but what we, we're seeing is that in our years, the most recent years, after 2011, after 2012, all of our temperatures were way above that average. These are the times and moments when we're all saying, wow, we need to do stuff to reduce emissions. By now we are quote unquote acting as society to like do stuff, whatever that is, right? Uh, Kyoto protocols are being signed and G7 summits and Darvo economic summits are being held and everyone is being like, oh, you're right, we have to reduce this and the Paris Accords that and all this nonsense, right? And what we're seeing is, look at this shit, in the last two years, we're off the fucking charts, right? So, um, I don't... I don't, I don't know. So this is what I started doing, Brian. I, yes. um, um, I decided to take both of these things and I learned about, um, a bunch of knitters, crocheters and cross stitchers across the world who are using climate anxiety to deal with their stress. Oh. And so they, uh. Uh, let me see. I'm going to... This article came out in 2019. This one's from Fast Company. There's like a hundred of them. You could find them anywhere. In 2015, University of Georgia marine scientist Joan Sheldon decided to translate climate change temperature data into a scarf. She took some climate data and began slowly crocheting the global average temperature for each year from the 1600s to the present using a simple color coding system. She used purple to represent normal temperatures, shades of blue for cooler temperatures, and shades of red for warmer temperatures. Oh, yeah, I see. The result was a mostly purple scarf with occasional pale blue and red stripes and increasingly dark shades of red on one end. When Sheldon presented the scarf at a scientific conference, she was stunned by the reaction. Even scientists who were familiar with the data wanted to touch the scarf to find the year they were born. Wow. They never would do this with a science graph, she says. It approaches you in a different way. In the last few years, yarn-based visualizations of temperature data have exploded in popularity in the knitting community, particularly through the organization Tempestry Project, which has sold more than 600 kits supplied with uh, North 
Oceanic Association, something or another. NOAA climate data, a variety of yarn to knitters across the country. Now hundreds of knitters work and share their work and look for new sources of data on an active Facebook group. Groups on the Yarn Arts website Ravelry are also devoted to turning different types of climate data into scarves and blankets. Data viz knitting has made its way into classrooms as well. Penn State Brandywine Professor of Earth Sciences, Science Laura Gerton uses a temperature scarf in her introductory science courses to help non-scientists understand the temperature in a visceral way. Both scientists um, and climate activists are using these non-traditional visualizations to teach people about climate change. It's like anxiety, but for climate change. I find this to be one of the most mindful projects I've ever done, says knitter Kiki B. Smith, who is a member of the Facebook group. Each stitch, each row, a meditation on the climate, the humanity, and earth. And there's like a color wow. palette. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, of course, go on. <clears throat> Sorry, but frog in my throat. <laughs> um, but you can, like, uh, find Google, um, like, kind of these things anywhere. Um, uh, you can go on Etsy, Google temperature charts, and you'll find like all of the details, the instructions. It's free, pretty much. Like, I mean, some of it is like, oh, I want to follow this particular pattern. Sure, just like anything, you pay for it, right? It's a PDF pattern, but for the most part, you know. No, this is a this is very fascinating. Um, I like. Oh. So I started making mine. Oh yeah. So I'm making Santa Fe's high and low temperatures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's like an official, uh, there's like an official chart right there on the screen. What, but like, um, I decided I didn't want to buy anything new. Why would I buy something like that's stupid? If I'm talking about, if I'm trying to be aware about the climate, that I'm trying to eliminate waste or something, right? So I'm not going to go out and buy anything. I thrift most of the shit for all of my crafts because like I don't I personally use it as like I'm not trying to like make money off of these things I use it for like just to spend the time kind of like podcast I guess yeah. so like I just go to the thrift store and I'm like cool a bag of yarn for like a dollar sounds great and some people are like oh but is it color number one two three four I'm like I don't care <laughs> are you frozen in time Colors. So I've there already okay. started matching colors. Now. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. You lost me? For about, let's say, <gasps> seven or eight seconds. Yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> well, it has been snowing here and icy. Perhaps it was me. No. Oh, my God. No, but it's you're back. Me. You're good. <gasps> okay. Anyway. Well, long story short, there's colors. I'm not following official colors. I'm just using what I have. Yeah, I but see. Like, I decided the names of some yeah. of these. Yeah. <laughs> Everglade Heather. Grass. It's just like crayons, though. Peapod. Right? It's really just yeah, crayons, but is. with thread. So. Peapod. I started making January. Oh wow. For for uh here in Santa Fe. Yeah, look so at I'm that. charting the high and lows, and I am making a chili pepper calendar. Wow. So 
This is January 1st, Monday, January 1st. And then back over here at the end is Saturday and Sunday, the 6th and the 7th. Okay. So yeah. right now, I'm about to start the next row yeah. for number 8, and then all the way through. And so that's going to be January, and then I'm going to just keep going until I have March, February, March, April, May, oh, that's really et cetera, cool. et cetera. Wow. So right now, I'm on the like catch-up stage, because it's like, what day is it? 12th? So I have to fill in yesterday's record i want to do the next few days and then just one little thing a day right so like if you're like a knitter and you make a scarf then you do just one row a day and then you can be like okay i'm done for the day yeah. if you want i guess if you, you wanted know? to yeah now that's cool and so that's how i want to use this it's like okay um but it's because i've i've i've, I've really been looking at these like uh, questions about like global collapse yes societal collapse uh -huh. presidential election uh -huh. a, a new war that apparently just popped off because like I said I hadn't been on social media so yesterday my husband was like oh hey you haven't been online huh and I'm like no and he's like oh hmm oh <clears throat> apparently I missed something too then oh we just bombed Yemen Oh, I did see that. Okay, I didn't realize that's what that was in terms of global conflict. I mean, you know, yeah. Weren't we already just going over there and doing whatever the hell we wanted? Isn't that or something we were already up to? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Maybe that's just how I look at it. Um, I feel like it, this is. I feel like this, it's like America has become the out of control boomer in the TikTok videos that we all cringe at oh yes yeah and we're real good at. and like every world leader is a boomer like yes they at, like out boomering each other yeah it, i think what it goes to show is the kind of uh metaphor of like what it goes to show me is that the people who are you know quote unquote in power the people who are selected to be the representations for the ruling class uh truly don't know what the fuck's actually going on they're just selected as you know idiots and then perhaps um that hasn't gone exactly as planned that'd be my my thought process so how do i just really get into bird watching um well you can start by like, reading like the... like <laughs> hold on one second let me, let me take a phone call oh, hang on. hello hey there i'm doing the podcast yes no it's okay <laughs> it's okay are you uh what, what are you up to Okay. Cool. Yeah, that no, sounds great. All right. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Um, I would say the way to get really into bird watching is to um, start with that. Uh, read every single one of the Wild Birds Unlimited sponsored posts. And um, you're also going to want to... 
Uh, oh no. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you're going to have to meet other bird watchers, I think. Oh no. If you wanted to really bird get into meetups. it, or though yeah. maybe you could just keep it an online thing. Like I'm gonna read, I'm gonna lurk the bird forums, and you just kind of go and look at things in your own time. I don't know. If you lurk the bird forums, are you called a cat? Yes. <laughs> Although they probably have a more derogatory word for you because that's how forums work. <laughs> You're like a. They call you something like, like a bird pervert or something <laughs> a bird voyeur have a, speaking on on that subject i think the news can be tracked this way uh here's some arbor day celebrations <laughs> yeah cape coral Thanks. to mark the 25th anniversary as a tree city garden club to plant trees at two parks this is a special to the breeze our local paper this Arbor Day in Florida, January 19th, the city of Cape Coral will celebrate its 25th anniversary as a tree city since 19... 19- Wait, Arbor Day's in... When's Arbor Day? I thought it was, like, in the spring. This Arbor Day... It's in January... <laughs> in Florida, January 19th. This is January 19th. Should it be in spring when all the trees That's are doing... I know. Sorry. I am really high. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I have so many stories for us to read, so viewers or listen. No, we decided actually we did decide in the first episode our listeners are viewers. Since I guess technically this show used to be about reality television. Oh my god. Hold on. Oh my god. I have so much information about Arbor Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that time I told you about the Earth Day thing? That was good. When I told you the Earth Day creator was a murderer who buried someone in his house. Um, well, guess what? <laughs> yes. Oh God, just, no. no I'm okay. I haven't gotten that far. In the article. Like, did, I don't know if that's true or not. Is the yeah. guy who created Easter responsible for killing someone, or, or what? Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the guy responsible for Easter, I don't know, is arguably either Jesus or, or God or Pontius Pilate. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right, you know. No, God. God wrote no, the diff- screenplay. Different, different God death. wrote the screenplay. Yeah. He doesn't take credit necessarily. He's just yeah. kind of designing them. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Arbor Day is a secular day of observance mm-hmm. when individuals and groups are encouraged to plant trees. Um, the first Arbor, Arbor Day uh, occurred in 1594. <laughs> no. In Spanish. <laughs> yes. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to tell me that Arbor Day is like a historically recognized. The Spanish village of Mon- Mondoñedo held the first documented oh, yes. arbor plantation festival in the world, organized by its mayor in 1594. I love to sip a red wine <laughs> over the hills of Montalcino. A, a humble granite marker and a bronze plate recall the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Additionally, the we small the Spanish village plate. of Villanueva de la Sierra held the first modern Arbor Ooh. Day. Okay. An initiative launched in. Take a guess. Uh, j- wait. Santa- so the Spanish village oh, held, no. holds the first modern Arbor Day. Oh no! Launched oh, in Saint Augustine. Year. Oh, 
No, no, because it's it's in Spain. In Spain, it's not oh, in the U.S. Oh, oh, the oh. first modern Arbor Day occurs this year. I'll read it. I'll tell you. But I beg you to take a guess. What, what would it... I'm trying to, like... It comes with a really cool quote that I will also read. You're going to have to give it to me. Just take it. Just to, to four numbers. Step, step in the dark. Modern. 1492? 1805. <laughs> An initiative launched in 1805 by the local priest with the enthusiastic support of the entire population. Mm. As it is written by the priest, uh, like in a little record. While Napoleon was ravaging Europe with his ambition in this village in the Sierra de Gata lived a priest, Don Juan Abern Santres, which, according to the Chronicles, convinced of the importance of trees for health, hygiene, decoration, nature, environment, and customs, decides to plant trees and give a festive air. The festival began on Carnival Tuesday with the ringing of two bells of the church in the middle and the big. After the mass and even coated church ornaments, Don Juan, accompanied by clergies, teachers, and a large number of neighbors, planted the first tree, a poplar, in the place known as the Valley of the Ejido. Tree plantations continued by Arroyada and Puente de la Mora. Afterwards, there was a feast and did not miss the dance. The party and plantations lasted three days. He drafted a manifesto in defense of trees that was sent to surrounding towns to spread the love and respect for nature and also advised to make tree plantations in their localities. The first American Arbor Day happens 70 70 years later in 1872 in nebraska city nebraska nebraska and then theodore roosevelt in 1906 starts making arbor day like a whole thing like a whole that's when it like really Mm. starts in the u.s because it's tr and because tr was really into like the national forest yeah he loves nature and trees yeah so Anyway, then the Wikipedia article goes into detail of how each and every other country celebrates Arbor Day and how and when and the date. Um, but when we get to, let me see, where is the United States? It is in April 10th, 1872. That's customary. So I guess in Florida, January is April. So to the rest of everyone else in the world... <laughs> Um, let's see. Since 1999, no, I read that already. Since, well, I'll read it again. Since 1999, Cape Coral has been nationally designated a tree city by the, uh, Tree City USA by the National Arbor Day Foundation. A Tree City USA designation recognizes the work of elected officials, staff, and citizens who plant and care for the community forest. The Garden Club of Cape Coral will celebrate Florida Arbor Day with a tree planting ceremony at 11 a.m. <laughs> Friday, January 19th at Seriana Vista Park and Cultural Park. This event will kick off a year-long celebration with the Florida Federation of Garden Clubs' 100th anniversary. All garden clubs in Florida will take part by... (laughs) They're commanding them. All garden clubs in Florida will take part by planting a tree on this same date and time. The Garden Club of Cape Coral will join the statewide celebration by planting a sweet bay, Magnolia Virginiana, native florida tree at serenia vista park and cultural park they really want to like put that whole thing in their ball every time according to club president donna schmidt hurricane ian destroyed many of lee county's trees last year it's true 
for placing trees is important for our community as they supply food, homes, and nest materials for bees, butterflies, birds, and other wildlife. I thought at the beginning she was to say homes for us, like we're like living in the trees. Uh, birds. Yeah. They're real. Uh, how about this? This really uh, closes the, with the front column you would put. Grants from the Duke Energy Foundation and the National Wildlife uh, Federation supporting the 2024 Arbor Day festivities in honor of the Florida Federation of Garden Clubs 100th birthday. I love the uh, energy company being in the lead sponsors. <laughs> it really helps us think. Um, let's see. A hurricane did damage the historic chapel. They're tearing that down. Just saw that. New communities. <laughs> good, with, good with that let's yeah. see here okay so i'm gonna tell you a little story kathy about like what's yes. going on in our local government it's quite Please. a fascinating little story I've, ca I've captured a little bit before but now more than ever things have happened that have made it um quite uh quite interesting to share so a little bit ago um let's say two months ago a city councilor was removed we have uh, six seats and a mayor i believe that's how it works something like that and um or maybe seven either way one of them so i i just did that like selena gomez like and taylor swift reaction meme uh -huh. of the like when you're like dishing all of this gossip of like a city councilor got removed i was like yeah. go on <laughs> yes you have my attention a city councilor was removed by the governor because she not only didn't even and originally it was just reported that she didn't live in the district but it's actually the the truth of it is, is that she like basically faked her identity as a cape coral citizen entirely she wasn't even not just living in the district she was living in a different city across the across the river and also um she had only like lived in town for a very brief amount of time as well like before this so she had like no history as like being like a citizen of the city or anything but Put all that aside there's lots of research and you know accusations in the local papers about how she's like a you know from chicago in front of uh, works for, or used to work for a development company that was trying to expand into town and stuff like that but irrelevant of that they've already taken like an old city manager or something and put her temporarily in the role that's fine the city is still functioning they still vote on things one of the things they decided to vote on <laughs> was to give themselves a um a what they describe in their own paperwork as a stipend but but the stipend actually over doubles their pay including the mayor himself who got like triple the pay now and they did it without any public comment or vote or anything at all they just like one night at the end of their schedule were like hey everyone want to like get a stipend they're like yep cool and only one person voted no and i'm pretty sure based on his uh, like affiliations and stuff had, would have no reason to have disagreed with these people unless he was just kind of like looking like I'm the, at least one of us has to say no to this like that's really what it looks like and he was he already knew he was going to get the money because five people there were in full so he might as well looked a little bit better here's the deal now even because these people are all republicans except for one um so i was i've been talking about this for a little bit in our local area because it is so red now we have like multiple factions of red now that's like really what's happening is what's forming here is now the lee um gop so the county party no longer has voted 
inside themselves to no longer finance any of these people ever again for any election. Um, not that it mattered for the Democrat, but the other people, they will no longer receive any funding from the actual party. The party uh, leader of which also recently was replaced for like some kind of awful a a accusations as well. Um, so everything like at that level is kind of upset, but also at the same time, our Lee County um, commissioners, the, the panel of whatever they're like, they're trying to convert themselves into a city council. They're trying to take all of the county land and convert it to Lee City, or like what would be called Lee County, the city, essentially. Whatever they end up naming it. Um, so that's what's going on. But uh, I would say, let me see if I can find the most recent one, though. I think it might be here. There is some shots of the olds filling the, um, the city council. And it looked like they basically, you know, were like at a midnight movie release. Like they were like okay. packing the place. I think it, sa <laughs> it said like 2000, not 2000. I think it was. Were they changing like the rules on the length of boats and docks? Was it like some like rule like that? Well, they went in. Well, they're probably there to do something like that normally, but they filled the place to like scream and yell at the council and not let them carry on a meeting and like you know get mad at them. And they filled like the entire time for public comment with going like "Shame on you, city council! No one will ever vote for you again." And people like in mass, you know, we have a mixed group of people here, but it seems like no one wants anything to do with these people ever again. And it's just really funny to see, like, the local community, like, rebel against these people, like, completely. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the mayor on down to all his people are all going to be tossed out soon enough, I think. Um, but it's fun to see that even here in a completely, I would say, mostly, you know, still like a good old boy type of mm -hmm. system here is still, like, mm -hmm. able to rebel and throw down, like, mm -hmm. the oppressor. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you can't... I would just say, if you want to give yourself a pay increase, you have to put it to some kind of public scrutiny at some level. You can't just, like... Even if you wanted to make it look better, I don't know if you just wanted to... You have to at least try. But no, mm -hmm. they skip that entire process. That, that's why they have so much resistance. If they ever, like, even made a case, like, oh, we should be making more money or something. But also, this is, like... You know, I don't want to say Cape Coral doesn't isn't in full swing here. But this is still like a part time thing for a lot of these people. They're not like sticking full time hours into this job. Our city isn't still mm -hmm. that yet that complicated where a lot of these people still own businesses and stuff. Like they're they have full time employment, so they don't need the money here. That's not the situation. Mm -hmm. Most of these people are actually like you know they own a couple coffee shops or something like that. So. Or, a, you know, a real, one real estate office. Like, that's the thing is, like, in this city, the people, as soon as they have, like, real employment, mm -hmm. they leave. Like, they don't, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, the city government, so. Yeah. So, the, uh, of course, like, I, I, I personally think, as I often say, this is like the real drama I live for, right? Like, I, I love reality TV and I love, like, whatever, like competition, reality show, whatever. Yes. Uh, it's never as good as whatever the hell is actually happening immediately in your own backyard. Oh, never. No. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, also feels, of course, like there's always much more at stake in your own uh, 
yeah. like neighborhood. Feels more literally more your real. own backyard, right? Yeah. Um, because honestly, like, uh, what what opinion can I possibly hold about Cape Coral, Florida? Well, I'm allowing. I mean, I, I, grant, don't even I look... grant you the ability to hold opinion. I, I mean, I do, right? But <laughs> I, I'm not registered to vote there. I can't go like and and you know. I have no connection there other than you, let's yeah, say, right. right? So I've got no, like, skin in the game. So and that's what I mean, right? I don't have skin in the game. So why would I have an opinion? I have skin in the game as far as my friends lives there, right? I care about that, right? But um, I've got skin in the game here, right? So uh, that's why I'm always, like, gossiping here. I'm always like, oh, <laughs> look at who I saw at the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... But like because I'm and I what I mean are like politicians, right? Like oh, like um, like I, like uh, we just had our city council, mm-hmm. uh, who ran in November, so they were just inaugurated. So I went to inauguration because I'm a nosy bitch, um, <laughs> and uh, it was fun, right? Um, but all kinds of stuff pops off, you know. And I I just I I think I live for the like small town gossip that one can have when one is Ooh. in a relatively small town. I just found another little piece right here. This is about yes. another uh, local. I save all these now, these kinds of stories. Yes, um, yes, yes. So we have another, we have a barrier island right next to us that has a, an, uh, it's mostly like vacation, but it has a population of about 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's known as Sanibel. It's very um, lucrative for our, our local area um, to draw for tourism. And uh, they have a, a notoriously like, um, uh, their city council is known for infighting, constantly arguing with each other, like in public, and stuff like that. Oh, I have to take this call. Give me a moment. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll get up and do something too. Oh, hello. Hold on. Let me.
Yeah. <sighs> oh, it arrived right when that happened? Yeah. And I have a plate full of pad thai. Wow, perfect timing. Yes, I hope everyone at home can hear this wet noodle sounds. What'd you call me? <laughs> Okay, so this dude quits under okay. the most uh, strange of circumstances. Uh, his name is Crater. Uh, let's see, Scott Crater. Move the microphone right here. There we go. Now you can really hear me chew. Um, Sanibel City Council member Scott Crater has resigned from his seat, becoming one of the latest local officials to quit because of the state's expanded financial disclosure law. It's actually pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Crater, a dermatologist, wrote that the enhanced requirements would have an adverse effect on his business and family in a December 28th letter to his colleagues in city government. Quote, I have agonized over this decision for the past two weeks, but I have decided to resign from council over the required Form 6, effective immediately. <laughs> Though we'll get into Form 6, Creator wrote. In May, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a law requiring elected members of municipal governments to annually report details about their personal finances, including their net worth, the value of each personal asset greater than $1,000 in value, and the names of any person who they own owe a $1,000 or greater debt. Previously, local officials had to disclose a more limited amount of financial information, including income sources, real estate holdings, and business interests. The new law has sparked more than 30 resignations across the state. Wow. Including the Naples vice mayor, Mike McCabe, and Fort Myers Beach town council member, Bill Veach. I'm sure but, her, her, like, her isn't, like, DeSantis really their dude? Yes. Almost all these people, yes. So right? what, what that means, though, is that um, somehow he, like, accidentally put in something that ended corruption by getting people to quit before, like, the 2024 date came up so they had to reveal their documents. So he thought he was going to kick out a bunch of, like, blue people who were, in his mind, like evil corrupt maniacs and he, oh i see he ended up like accidentally cutting the throats of 30 of basically his own people <laughs> that's pretty awesome yeah um because that's what everyone who's down here mm -hmm. he, yeah he just cut off the legs of like a bunch of like potentially future red political candidates um, that's really awesome yeah accidentally previously local officials had to disclose uh no wait where was it um the 30 okay being on the council with all you has been one of the most interesting and satisfying experiences of my life and it has been my honor and privilege to serve with you i hate not being able to finish something i have started and i'm very sad to resign before my term is up he could not be reached for additional comment wow 
Uh, and I read earlier um, in another, not in the news press, maybe in like one of the local things, he said specifically that um, he said, oh, it was going to be too much headache for me to go through all the paperwork and fill it all out. Like that's what it was. Not the fact that he would, would I assume, owe someone a very large amount of money that he was embarrassed to reveal or like, you know, had an income source he didn't want to reveal. Uh, fascinating, though. Hmm. I mean, this is just a little, uh, you know, like I said, a town with 6,000 people, but mm-hmm. that's what happens to the dermatologist in town. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I'm, I, there, there are, so you just said a word that terrified me because, like, the dermatologist that I heard about in New Mexico that had a very terrible scandal, like, like I guess I we would wish that it was embezzling. It was like far, far worse. Okay, all right. Um, and I feel like uh... I just I don't know if Kathy's laughing the fact that I just took the tails off two shrimp I was eating. Okay. Oh, I'm laughing because I'm trying to find tactful ways to say any and all of this. <laughs> um. It's what it's it's I guess what I mean that like um th- this is what I'm like worried about reality, Brian. I feel like yes. uh uh the more I feel like it's kind of like tripping on acid. The more you look at it, the more it starts swirling. Yeah, it's like a Mandelbrot. I agree. Yeah, like um and like it's slipping way like right in front of your eyes like right as you're trying to grab it you know and um it's because like i i feel like reading the news makes me believe that and makes me like doubt that any of it's real um and it doesn't really matter like what it is like it, it doesn't matter whether it's about like politics like okay so i'm gonna show you a couple of uh, the headlines Hmm. that i have uh, before me are you aware of um the i think it's like a berenstein bears thing or what's that called mandela effect the the mandala effect or something the mandela i'm not sure it's because a lot of people thought nelson mandela was dead or something (laughs) is it because everyone thinks mandalas or mandelas um what was i gonna say the um Keep going. I'll hold it. So, uh, there is a new dinosaur. Uh, this is dated January 11th, 2024. Dinosaur found in New Mexico predates Tyrannosaurus Rex, comma, helps solve mystery. Oh, hmm. that's nice. I imagine now this little dino skeleton wearing a little Sherlock Holmes hat. A Question. Big magnifying glass, too big for his little yeah. hands. <laughs> like Nancy Drew uh-huh. holding a lantern, too. <laughs> What's toothy? About 73 million years old and hails from south central New Mexico. The answer a new species of dinosaur discovered by a team of paleontologists with the New Mexico Museum of Natural History Science. The new species, known as Tyrannosaurus macraensis, is an older relative of the world's most famous dinosaur, the T-Rex. 
I want to get to its mystery. Um, paleontologists then excavated... Oh, the path to discovering the new species began about 30 years ago when Las Cruces residents found some fossil remains while boating at Elephant Butte Reservoir and reported their finding to the museum, said Spencer Lucas, paleontology curator at the museum. Paleontologist then excavated about a quarter of a fossilized dinosaur skull, which he described as a big toothy thing. At the time, they identified it as once belonging to a T-Rex. As time marched on, and scientists learned a whole lot more, they realized that parts of the jaw, the teeth, and the bony structures, and its eyes, didn't match a T-Rex, although the massive dinosaurs were about the same size. In 2013, they set about to study fossil. They were joined by eight more paleontologists from institutions across New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Utah, the District of Columbia, Canada, and England. And then they have this really cool picture of the big toothy thing, which is currently on display in a museum in Albuquerque. He illustrated really that cool. the difference between these two jaws uh, using a moment in Jurassic Park when a T-Rex sinks its <laughs> uh, teeth into the park's sturdy safari cars. That's amazing. T-Rex is a big, bone-chewing, jeep-crushing dinosaur. The more slender jaw here means that it might have been bone-chewing, fiat-crunching dinosaur. <laughs> I do really like that Americans measure their dinosaurs in terms of the kinds of car they could crush. We're a car-driving uh, country. That's right. I wanted to just kind of, like, this is where my reality starts to, like, collide, right? Where I mean, I'm if like... you really think about it, Kathy, all of us, Americans, I mean, we were, we're a lot of things. We're consumers in a lot of ways, but we're drivers. We're a nation of drivers. Like, this is the guy who runs the, like, natural history. I mean, and it's cool. I get it. Like, it's helpful. It's, like, a good mnemonic. I'm just saying, like, I want a dinosaur that can only crush like a little matchbox car. Like a little poodle. Like a little toy cup poodle. <laughs> take, a, take a finger off at worst. Anyway, that was uh, my... That, that was the punchline that I wanted to get to. The, the, it keeps talking about the dinosaur and how it's at the museum, but I just really... No, it is. It's, it's like... Just... It's very reality issues to like have uh, you know someone of note with you know scholarly knowledge to make that kind of a <laughs> yeah. comparison i also like that he said it's like a fiat you know it's kind of i'm seeing like a tyrannosaurus rex made of cars at like the monster truck show that's like chomping on smaller cars oh like like maybe like an alien's car where like the truck opens up and a fiat comes out of it <laughs> 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 okay so there are two very important oh things that happen here politically that are of national note okay um usually i bring to you politics that is hyper local instead here i bring to you things that might give us headlines across the country okay so brian are you aware of how trump tried to steal the election yeah uh it's been in the news a little bit okay are you aware of like kind of like the mechanism behind how he tried to do it? No. Okay. Real simple. 
Okay, so it's election night, okay? And now we're going to pretend, Brian, that you and I are the people responsible for counting the votes in our little area. And we love that we job because we feel really important. It's the best thing ever. And and we are public servants and we take our job seriously. Right. Yes. And, and more importantly, we have sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America and all of our local laws and regulations governing this position. Now, this is a very important key thing, Brian, because when you serve in public office, this is what inauguration is kind of all about. It's this big, somber, solemn ceremony. It's like a big deal. And when you get sworn in as a judge, you get sworn in as a mayor, you get sworn in as a city councilor, you get sworn in as a even a health code officer you go through a hiring process and police officers firefighters people in the military they all do this because they're quote-unquote public servants they have to go yes i promise to uphold the constitution right so pretend brian you and i are uh in charge of counting these votes and we take this election and it says who is going to win class president and all of the votes say bart simpson every single one of them says bart simpson and so then you're like i don't like him fuck bart simpson and so you sign a document that says martin prince is the person who won this election wow and you it's even bolder than i thought official capacity say I, Brian, swear that this is the person who got the most votes, okay? So, that's one, okay? So, this is one kind of fraud that can happen. You who are actually in this position of office, submit this document, you've committed one kind of fraud, okay? But you and I, this is actually our jobs in this scenario. Second scenario, not you and I, some guy, some guy... (laughs) writes a document that looks a lot like our documents. Our documents are on the up and up. Ours are good. Okay. But some other guy comes over and he writes out some documents. Oh no. He doesn't sign your name. He doesn't sign my name. He signs his own name. He signs his own name, but he says, I too swear that I am part of this elected office. See, that's a different kind of fraud. Because they're not even in that office, actually. They're pretending to be in that office and then doing something else. You and I would have been in that office. Just get, okay, subtle, yeah, but yeah. different, yeah? So, what Trump did is the second thing. You and I would be considered electors. You and I are like the people who swear off a county clerks and state clerks and whatever the fuck and we're considered electors because we have an electoral college and all of us sign on we say this document yes in my little fucking caucus we all got together yes we swore that bart simpson got the most votes except what trump did was he got fake electors not people who were sworn to do this people outside who pretended to be real people of those people and they're the ones who submitted fake documents and that's how they were going to uh try to say oh look there's voting irregularities okay so i am clearly 
way oversimplifying it. Way huge. There's way more detail to it than that. That's just kind of the like two minute YouTube video understanding that I have. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, that's good. That's more than I knew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a variety of states where they tried to pull this stunt have started indicting those fake people. Again, not me, not you. It was these fake people who were pretending to be in our position. Yeah? Yes. So Georgia successfully prosecuted some of those people. Um, I guess uh, uh, there are other states that have done it, uh, but they also tried to do it here in New Mexico, Brian. This is one of the very important key points. They tried to do it in our state. However, it turns out that the attorney general is not going to be going after these people because technically they didn't violate any state laws. See, now here's where it gets crazy, okay? See, yeah. they anticipated that people like you and like me in the scenario, people actually responsible for this, okay. they anticipated that maybe you and I would lie. So if it had been me or you who had done this, then yes, you and I would be looking at some pretty serious charges. The problem is, is that New Mexico never anticipated that anybody would ever be as boneheaded as to try to be an outside person trying to come in and pretend to be us. Yeah, they're just extremely bold. And so it's technically not on our books. So it's kind of like how cannibalism wasn't against the law in Germany, so that one guy <laughs> got away with it. Yes. So that's what's happened here. Uh, cannibals ate somebody, but it wasn't technically against the law because no one ever thought to make it against the law here. And so now we have the one guy who's getting away with cannibalism. And now in all of our newspapers, we have op-eds that are saying the legislature needs to make this illegal then because otherwise we're just going to so I read this today, and I was like, it says, make it illegal to try and bypass the voter's will. And I was like, I can't believe that that's not already against the law somehow. Like, yeah. isn't it against the law to, like, pretend to be in, like, someone you're not? Isn't that, like, an attempt at identity fraud, something? Is it, it might be a stretch, but wouldn't you at least try? Well, yeah, I think, like, to pretending to like... be the winner of an election is even, like... Right, would it be like like that Zoolander scene where like it's 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 uh it's it's Owen Wilson who wins the top model award and he goes up there anyway? You know, would it be like that? <laughs> no, yes, I feel like like what if they held all like simultaneous victory announcement? What if that's what happens? <laughs> no, I, well, isn't that what he tried to do at Four Seasons Landscaping too? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> seasons i forgot about the four seasons landscaping not. thing no, I, will, I, will never. I saw a screenshot of it recently because someone was talking yeah. about the mayor of new york city but oh my god um, the former mayor you yes mean our the, former the, the our former mayor of this country oh my god okay so the other Here, thing that has happened right <laughs> yes please
sorry, I started cracking up when I realized that the, uh... Oh, I can't believe there's a Wikipedia article for it. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I started cracking up though when I realized that it doesn't have a little lock in the corner, which means we could probably vandalize it. Yeah, <coughs> 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 You have to think of some... Scandal platform. Okay, yes. So we have, as all states do, two state senators. Um, one, Ben Ray Lujan, who um, I have opinions about, but they shall be reserved for a different time. Okay. And a different place, perhaps. Okay. Um, and then a second senator, uh, whose name is Martin Heinrich. Now, Martin Heinrich, um, um, I have actually, shockingly, a deep respect for. Is he the um, guy whose part... wife owns Verde Juice? Oh my god, I have no idea. I hope so. Okay, one of <laughs> one of our local people owns his wife owns Verity Juice. So. Okay, so it I'll, must be him. I, I hope think, it's I him. Think it's him. Yeah. I hope. Um, but Martin is a Martin is a very uh, 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 handsome fellow. Um, as a as a as a as an elected leader, he's kind of an ordinary uh, liberal Democratic dipshit. Um, but I do respect him because he, like I, uh, served in AmeriCorps, and uh, this is a bit of a point of pride for me. So I say that because no other senator at all has served in AmeriCorps, despite it being founded by, like, John F. Kennedy, as an attempt to end and eradicate poverty in the United States. So I have a lot to say about it. I've, like, or RFK, one of those assholes. Doesn't matter. What matters is, is that Martin Heinrich manages to be respected by all kinds of people across New Mexico, even people you would, who are otherwise like, boo, Democrats, boo, boo, right? Like, they're kind of like that. Martin's okay. Okay. So, um, he's, he's kind of managed to please everyone. I, I find it kind of hard to say that, um, because, like, uh, he's at least managed to not piss too many people off. So, I do kind of respect that. Um, he, I, I've never seen like real lightning rod criticism. So, it is shocking to me that anyone would try to run against him for for his senatorial seat, which I'm sure he would be likely to win, no matter who won against him. Even if they put New Mexico's best right-wing GOP contender up against Martin Heinrich, that person would be bound to lose. And so color me shocked when what we find here is a former Democrat who switched parties because he was being investigated on federal gun charges. Oh. <laughs> he is the former sheriff Bernalillo County, which wow. is the county that holds Albuquerque, which is our largest city in the state. So a city investigation had found that the mayoral campaign of former Bernalillo County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez had submitted fake signatures in a bid for public money. An unrelated federal indictment identified him as a participant in an illegal gun scheme. And so now he is running against Senator Martin Heinrich as a Republican. Well, okay. And he went to Fox News uh -huh. to announce that he is running against Martin Heinrich. What? So but, he is literally 
So it's so it's because of this, Brian. Every other GOP candidate they possibly could have trotted out oh. is probably being investigated for the fake electors thing. Oh, <laughs> right. And so they have to go all the way to the bottom of the list and they find this guy who's already up for something else also. <laughs> yeah. Already at the scraping the bottom of the barrel. Wow. They already were like, yeah, this guy. And so that's what made me think. Okay, so he's not worrying about his story, real. Like... He's not making too many phone calls for the re-election campaign. Right. <laughs> he doesn't need to. So... Yeah. It's 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 really funny. They all kind of like really shot themselves in the foot. New Mexico, I think, kind of like Arizona and kind of like Texas, could go, could swing pretty conservative if they played it right. Uh, our only wonderful, fantastic hope is that they never play it right. And as you can see, they never managed to. It's just hilarious. But... Yeah, it is. I yeah. love that. Like gun charges too are also like the. It's like a. It's like the capital C crime. Like, oh, this man has an illegal weapon or something like that. Like, yeah. Um, let me see. They're being accused of uh, signing false documents to help gun <laughs> dealers illegally obtain machine guns. Cool. That's what it says here in the. I love helping someone illegally obtain machine guns. Oh, the excuse me. The charges revolve around yeah. so-called law letters or documents. Mm submitted by government officials to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives requesting that a firearms dealer be given special permission to purchase restricted weapons, including machine guns and short-barreled oh rifles. Oh my god, the bottom two paragraphs below that just keep going, yes. Federal prosecutors <laughs> say that these individuals and a Florida gun dealer and Department of Homeland Security intelligence analysts oh, uh, oh He's Federal got, prosecutors yeah. say that their people, including a Florida gun dealer and a Homeland Security intelligence analyst, solicited and obtained fraudulent law letters claiming they were buying guns to demonstrate to police departments for possible purchase, when in fact guns were destined for resale in person. <laughs> it's like the most illegal arms trader type of like thing to do. Like, oh yeah, these are totally for or the, the cops. Yeah. Vickers was also charged with and pleaded guilty to violating <laughs> sanctions against Russian arms manufacturer JSC Kalashnikov Concern. Which I have to imagine is like the state program that creates yeah. AK-47s or whatever, yeah. According to federal prosecutors, the former sheriff signed a law letter requesting authorization for this gun store in southwest Albuquerque, uh -huh. Woody's Weapons, <laughs> to purchase a French-manufactured FAMAS machine gun. For everyone, that's the gun that uh, Solid Snake uses in, in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> really? Yeah. The FAMAS, yeah. It shoots like three round bursts, but that's that's Hold really. On. And Woody's weapons. I want to find what Woody's weapons looks like. Okay, it, so I bet you. Machine gun. Yeah, it has the crazy handle on the top of it where you like carry it. Oh my god! It looks like a gun from like Alien or something. Yeah, it's the. Um, for a long time, it was the main French uh, weapon, I believe. He has a 1997 website. Oh, my God. If this is it. I hope so. Let me see. Says, I'm sure they're probably shut down now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be? They would be. Yeah. But that might... We'll, we'll see that. Because I thought they said Ohio. 
I said we were providing at the top is we have been providing CCWs to people before it was hard to get or something like that. Wow, this is wow. a real website. 2003. And look, they even had the little construction man. This is like almost. <laughs> oh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas High School alumni. It's hard to know. It doesn't say the state anywhere. Ah, uh, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Too bad. No, not the one we're looking for. Not the correct Woody Woodward. Wow. Wow. Well, Kathy. Okay. There's a lot of activity over here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hope everyone well, at, at home enjoyed hearing related. the dog. No, it's dog dog related. Um, and also, I think I have to uh, fix a pump in a minute. So. Oh, well. That's I'll more important. That. Remember, real life is always more important than whatever stupid shit we're doing. Yes. How long have we been going for? Yeah. Also, I would like to say. <gasps> what do you catch? <laughs> I hope that the dog noises are picked up on the microphone. Oh, they because are. Because I can hear them. Okay, good. Good. Because <laughs> otherwise, we, you and I sound like crazy people talking about no, like noise none of our listeners can hear. I hope... Otherwise, we can just add in dog noises, like the Jingle Bell song. Every... <laughs> well, we did that once, didn't we? <laughs> We talked about All right, friend. Oh, okay. Well, the last thing I'm yes. going to tell you. Yeah, go ahead. Is that um, when Manny Gonzalez ran for mayor in Albuquerque. Oh, my God. Um, activists in, uh, in the Albuquerque area created what was called a dildo copter. Oh, and wait. that Didn't strapped... that become some kind of... Didn't that escape? Yeah. So they oh created a dildo. I don't know who did it. Some genius, wonderful human being created a dildo copter, and they would fly it around at all of his political campaign events. Is that a dong on a drone? A woman in the audience asks as people giggle, murmur, and glance around. We have a gentleman over here who I guess is trying to be cute, Gonzalez said in the video. Yeah, you can, you can see it on social media, various oh, videos yes, of it. this is... Somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Anyway, Brian, happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. And stay, stay warm in that 70-degree weather. Thank you. It's a, it's a cool 76 maybe now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> get, the, get that wind breaker. <coughs> I'll talk yeah, to you. Yeah, you're already developing a cough. cough yeah. <laughs>
Dedicated to the one I love 